don't don't tell me that's a thing. That's what they call it. OCNN it, or is that it's just a thing now? It's a thing now. Freaking Anton, stop doing that. <laughs> we, we, we created here on this show. The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Two. This episode, Anton apologizes and has dinner with the Navi on Pandora. I talk about my failed break-in mission to break out, and is Disney building weapons of war? I'm Alan Flores, and I'm Anton Duong. Hey, Anton, how's your week? Uh, not bad, actually. Uh, I just have a couple things I would like to apologize first. Last week, I uh, mentioned Rivers of Light over and over again. That's actually a new attraction at. Uh, the Animal Kingdom. It's actually a really cool show, kind of similar to World of Color in California, mm-hmm. but uh, it's more of like uh, nature and stuff like that. So uh, the the Navi River Journey is the actual name for the Avatar attraction. So just want to point that out real quick. Yeah, I mean, better better to apologize and be accurate than to just continue on acting like nothing ever happened, right? Yeah. Well, since we're already on the topic of Avatar, um, I just want to add a couple things that I didn't add in the last episode. Is that the cast members here, they mm-hmm. actually get into character like they're actually on Pandora. So when we're down eating uh, at this place called um, Satuli Canteen, they have some really good food there, but the cast members there, mm-hmm. they acted like they were tourists uh, that has been there for only a couple of weeks. Like they moved there from Earth and they're recommending places and they're telling us about you know their experience there and what they've seen. And it's really interesting because Disney's bringing a whole different game kind of like how Harry Potter land all the all the people that that work there act like they're in you know the wizardry world mm-hmm. of Harry Potter so anyways on the note of their canteen they got some really good food there like I tried the bao bun which is uh, like, uh yeah go ahead no, no I was just gonna ask like like that sounds like like Vietnamese language like uh Vietnamese word or something. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it, Chinese bao buns. Uh, you probably heard of them. They're like hitting the world by storm right now. You can get bao buns with roasted pork. You can get with uh, fried chicken and a whole bunch of other things. But these guys went with um, more of like a Indian style. They're doing curry bao buns and they taste delicious. I think these guys really do a great job and they they nailed it and the cool thing was uh when we ordered the bao buns it comes with a side of passion fruit salad and it comes with little popping balls and if you're familiar (laughs) yeah if you're familiar with boba yeah these uh popping boba balls like they have juices inside so basically the passion fruit is inside of these popping balls so they're getting like exotic food that we wouldn't normally eat here and kind of blending them together to not only not only have them like 
be from another country, but they're combinations that you wouldn't find anywhere else. Yeah, the only place that you would find them would be some some place exotic, some place that's not American, like mm-hmm. your regular hamburgers and hot dogs. And uh, we also had their dessert, mm-hmm. and it's it looks so cool. It, um, if you go to our website at the two oc dot com, you can see my blog posts on there. We'll also put it on the notes too. You can actually see the picture of the blueberry cheese mousse uh, cake, and it's delicious. It looks like some alien droppings <laughs> from the picture. Well, well, you showed me the picture. It, it just looks like a what do they call it the 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 gastronomy like trend. Yeah, gastronomy that's what science. It looks like. But I'm gonna tell you, it's delicious. Uh, if you ever stop by the Satuli Canteen, you gotta try the blueberry cheese mousse. It's delicious. I'm tempted, but okay. So you're saying that like that, like they're trying to like make that the food, like so you you're more immersed in the world. I have to say that's one of the things pet peeves I have about Tomorrowland is that their uh like food area, it's just burgers and stuff like that, like basic stuff. I'm like, this is not the food of the future. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, they they gotta have something like I mean, it's understandable when they have you know Pizza Planet, right? Yeah, well, so that one's going with the name of the theme. I'm talking about like the, there's another uh, food area. The the oh my god, I forgot the name of it right now. But it's like in the main center of Tomorrowland. Eh, it just seems kind of basic. Just because you put a nice little uh, structure around it doesn't make it the future. Yeah, hopefully some Imagineers would uh, change some of this stuff around. Because I mean, I love Cars Land. They got some of their amazing food like in cones and stuff like that. So yeah, to just make it match up. Mm-hmm. So what about, uh, I heard this uh, fail that you had this past week. What happened? Yeah, I mean, since you acknowledge your mistake, um, I guess I'll go with mine. So I went to Disney on Tuesday, and um, just for the audience to know, we're recording this on a, on a Saturday morning. Um, and I show up around, say, 7-ish, and I make a straight line to uh, where Guardian is going to be. And they have people, the customers there, turning people away. And I'm like, like, wait, like I saw the customers and I first thought was like, sweet. They're trying to uh, do like a test ride or something. Maybe they're trying to get people that are walking by. Nope, they're turning them away. And then the customers leave and there's a sign there saying, uh, so-and-so's museum is closed for the day. Please welcome, please come back on, on, on opening day. Oh my gosh! So they had like a little soft opening. Yeah. So either either they were doing the test rides or they were like letting people do, walk through the the line queue to see all the stuff in there. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. That's really cool. I didn't I didn't even think about that, but when they said like, the museum is closed, I was like, okay, so either they're gonna like that's what the customers are gonna refer it to, or there's actually gonna be like a separate section. That's what they're gonna call the line queue. Oh, no, I think they actually did open it for the actual ride. Because, mm. I mean, sometimes even though they say, you know, it's just a museum, it could actually be the whole ride itself, including the museum part of it. Like, I, I think usually, like, for soft openings, they do the full rundown on the whole entire procedure. So that way they get to train all of the people to be like how it is on opening day. Yeah, and plus it gives them a chance to get into character with real... Um, real guests going to to the ride. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we showed up, and from the Pantages 
So right, right when we turn that corner, I look at the building and I see the elevator door that used to open for Tower of Terror. Yeah. That one started opening and I saw the cart and then it dropped. So that's what got me all excited. I'm like, holy crap, they're doing it. Let's go. Which I ran I ran towards the main gate and yeah, that's when I greatly disappointed. Yeah, hopefully this week, um, before the actual date, they might have probably open up another soft opening day. Maybe on Tuesday when you head over there. Yeah, I'm going to try it again. Um, hopefully this time I get maybe a little bit earlier, but I mean, kind of hard work and stuff. So since we're on the topic of uh, Guardians, which is uh, movies, uh, you want to tell us a little bit of a box office update? So Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, day number one. Thanks to uh, Snatch just failing, along with King Arthur failing. So it Guardians stayed number one with about $253 million for this last weekend. So it's still going strong, that Guardians. It's still going strong. Um, and Josias, from, our friend from the Comic Syndicate podcast, he is just enjoying himself right now because this weekend... Uh, Alien Covenant came out, and that's another one. His last movie, but he's like just enjoying it. I had a couple of friends act that actually went to the Alien Covenant uh, screening, and they said that they loved the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, usually like these type of movies, uh, especially a series that's been around for a very long time, and um, the last one being Prometheus a lot of people were pretty upset with the last movie because there was a lot of questions that were being unanswered. And a lot of the stuff in this movie is actually answered so that people wouldn't be too pissed off, you know, watching a cliffhanger. Okay. So I didn't see, I didn't see the the other, the last alien movie. So what questions were you talking about or would it be spoilers? It would be spoilers. Uh, So you would have to see the movie. Uh, there's Nerdist podcast or Nerdist uh, YouTube channel. They have because science. Have you seen those uh, that series of? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I heard about that show. Yeah. So they did. The the guy that hosted, he's actual a real life scientist, uh, and he'll kind of like take stuff from comic books or movies and just like geek culture, and try to find some way uh, how it can become true. So he brings or, uh, his science theories to the mix. Right. And he'll say like, okay, this can't happen. But if we tweak this, like he even talks about lightsabers. And for Alien, the Alien franchise, he talks about the black goo. I'm assuming that like, I'm guessing that was like the main element in um, the last Alien movie. Yes. Yeah. So he talks about that and he gives his theory about how that makes sense in the Alien universe. And like, he breaks it down. He talks about real, like, real life... Uh, examples of it so i I mean i encourage my fans if you like the alien franchise but got upset about the last movie to watch that video it'll uh, hopefully that'll answer your questions i didn't see the last movie so i don't know if it would have satisfied me but it was interesting though yeah i gotta check that out because i have a lot of questions that are still unanswered from prometheus yeah i'll add i'll add the link to our show notes just so people can check it out and you um, but I mean, before we finish movies, uh, just based on the first day estimates, everything, everything, which is, uh, has the girl from, from Hunger Games. Now she's all grown up and she has her own movie. I, I know who she is. Okay. I was like Prim, that awkward Prim, pause. Prim? Primrose? 
Yeah. Oh no 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 no. That's the that's the sister. Uh no. So she she's in the she's in the first one. But yeah. So now the movie everything everything that one is oh, not that, that girl. Good. Yes, I know that girl. Yeah, she grew up fast. Uh, the, that everything everything is not doing that great. It's about first day is about four and a half million. Uh, Diary of Wimpy Kid two million. So it looks like just size is gonna just dominate with Alien Covenant and Guardians of the Galaxy for at least another week. Yeah, there, there's not going to be any uh, big movies until uh, next week. I'm looking forward to Pirates, which is my movie. I heard some really good things about it. And there's yeah. actually some uh, uh, old actors coming, not old, but, uh, you know, recurring actors from the previous uh, movies that are coming back. Yeah, they, they appeared in, not the American trailer, but one of the European trailers, right? Yeah. I guess they tried to keep it a surprise, but uh, I guess a trailer added that. And the, but in the age of in the age of the internet, you can't keep anything a secret. You release two different versions; both versions are going to make the way to different markets. So you can't do that. Talking about big big movies, though. There's one that's going to come out the end of the year, and they're building a world. Uh, Disney is going to build a world around it. Do you want to talk about Star Wars Land? Uh, yes, Star Wars Land. When does it take place? Because we've been hearing about Star Wars Land for a very long time. It was announced two years ago. And I think that this is going to be one of the coolest uh, things that Disney's doing. Is they're doing a whole land dedicated to Star Wars. And a lot of people were questioning that what is going to be in the park? You know, what? I mean, there's so many content, so many characters, so many stories. So many worlds. What are they going to do? Yeah, so many worlds. What are they going to do? So uh, during the week of Star Wars Celebration here in Orlando, I was able to catch the panel for Star Wars uh, Land itself. And we were able to get a couple of sneak peeks, but not too much. They didn't reveal everything. But uh, one of the things that people had questioned was, when does it take place and where does it take place in the universe? So it, it... does take place during the movies and this planet is not going to be part of any planet that we know of in the movies uh it has been mentioned in movies and it has been mentioned in books so this is a a, kind of like a a planet where all the characters go to at some point so we might get to see a couple of different characters that we're familiar with in Side this land. Wait, wait. Are you talking about a planet within the Star Wars universe, or the other franchises have mentioned? Uh, in the in the universe, okay. the the hardcore Star Wars fans are gonna love going through the whole galaxy map because I mean the the there's so many different planets. There's hundreds and thousands and probably millions of planets mm-hmm. out there in the galaxy. So. For them to map out something that deep, uh, it's going to take some time. So I would just rather wait until the, the, the park opens or when they announce what, what planet it is. So is it going to be like a mini park within the park? Like it, Yeah, it's, it has, it's, 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 it's a whole sections? land. It's, yeah, it's going to be its own section. I mean, we already seen pictures online um, that we would probably put in the notes that they have AT-ATs, uh, yeah. at-ats. Thank you. Uh, already being uh, framed, so you can see the whole framework of it. Well, okay. To be fair, 
the pictures they release, it's literally four posts sticking straight up. They haven't built the <laughs> they hadn't built anything around it, so people were just doing like the concept drawings and the, did they release what the, what it, like the official uh, concept drawings were, or is it just all people's they, interpretation? They, they did uh, release some of the drawings of uh, the con the 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 whole place itself. Like they release uh, what the cantina would look like, what um, uh, what the spaceport would look like. Uh, they even got a picture uh, of the Millennium Falcon, a concept art. And this is going to be an actual ride. You get to fly the Millennium Falcon. And this you can do it with your friends and family. And the interesting thing about this ride that I would have to uh, tell you right off the bat is when you fly this Millennium Falcon, you can scratch the sides. Uh, if you're a really good pilot, you, you try not to damage... The Millennium Falcon and you go in missions so there's going to be different outcomes during the ride mm-hmm. so when you're done with the ride they you go you can go to the cantina people will notice your good deeds and if you did a horrible job they're gonna you know boo you and stuff like that but uh, that, that's pretty much the details that they said about that ride is it affects all the stuff that's around you because everybody wait, wait, on wait. that land is going to be in character are you going to be doing the Kessel Run on the Millennium Falcon? Exactly. We're. G- oh my God. Is I that, think is that's. That, is that it? That would be the coolest mission. Because, I mean, we always hear about it, you know? And since it comes out in 2019 and the Han Solo movie comes out, you know, next year, I think uh, they're going to do the Kessel Run because I, I think the Kessel Run will be part of the Han Solo movie next year. It has to be because it's always been mentioned across. In, since the first movie came out and it, it's kind of been like an inside joke people correcting about the you know parsecs being a unit of distance not time blah 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 <laughs> and right now we yeah and right now as you're describing it it the, the, the people will either boo you or or congratulate you so you're going to be people are going to be paying attention to you so i mean what other scenario can there be when you're flying the millennium falcon and people are going to be judging you well it just depends on how good of a pilot you are and how good of a shooter your family and friends are. Because, I mean, different missions require different uh, uh, ability and and uh, uh, skills to be able to complete the mission. I, sp- I, I smell uh, the 2OC challenge coming along. <laughs> yeah, we should uh, gather up our own uh, space crew and uh, go on some missions. Yes, done. We'll see who gets the best <laughs> score. Oh yeah, uh, I I'm I'm pretty interested in seeing what other details that they're gonna have in the future. Uh, the one thing that they mentioned in the panel that they didn't want to, but uh, one of the creators, uh, creative minds at uh, Lucas uh, Arts, mentioned that there is a real life lightsaber. And this is what brings us to our weapons of war. So you were telling me you were kind of giving me a teaser about this before the show. So yeah. what what did they show or what did they announce? They didn't announce much. They just asked the host uh, who got a chance to go to the construction of it, and he was able to see a lot of stuff that he wasn't able to talk about. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the, th- the things that he saw was a lightsaber that looked so realistic, he almost wanted to cry. So that tells you if a fan saw something that is so real and be really emotional about it, that tells you something. It does. And it, lightsabers has been one of those things that, as you know, one of the major franchises in sci fi like Star Trek or any other show or movie, when people grow up with that and they go into one of their fields, either science, engineering, something like that, where they can try and make their their childhood a reality, they do it. So, I mean, that's where we got cell phones. That's where we got... I mean, watching Star Trek, you see a lot of things like, oh, we have that. You know, that's an iPad. That's an iPod. (laughs) That's, you know, that's this, that's that. That's That's a watch. That's a laptop. That's a tablet, whatever you want to call it. It's like, I mean, it's sci-fi creating itself. So, and the lightsaber has always been one of those things that it's so difficult to make. I mean, if you know the science behind it, it's a, it requires a lot of... It's impossible. It's impossible to make a a laser or, uh, you know, any type of light to go to a certain extent. Because, I mean, light travels faster. So, I mean, it's going to be a whole beam of light. No, no, but you're, you're thinking of the phaser. In the, in the lightsabers, it'd be a plasma. And with plasma, it requires so much heating, so much energy to, to maintain it. You can't hold it into like a like little saber. And even if you did create it, it's not something physical. Like when the two sabers hit each other, it can't do that. It will just go right through each other. So it's not, it, yeah, you said it's not possible, but I mean, so this, this is close we can get. I mean, I'll take it, but I am curious to see what it looks like. Did you ever see that video of this guy taking the Blu-ray laser out of uh, the Blu-ray system? And he put the laser into good use to make a lightsaber. Oh, God. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Have you we, seen that? I think we have definition of what, different definitions of what good use is. Uh, good use as in uh, fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So he basically made a lightsaber out of it, but uh, the the light laser that comes out of it, it's just a little small stream of light. And because it's so intense, he can actually cut paper with that lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, they do sell those uh, laser pointers that, for which colors. The the green ones, the green ones. Green ones and anything like like that with along that wavelength or higher. It has a with enough energy, it can actually like pop balloons and stuff like that. But like yeah, I those said, those are very dangerous. Kids, uh, ask your parents, or um, parents think twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but again, that's 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 a light. So even with the phasers, I've been hearing that the, the phasers we've always called uh, lasers, or I mean the blasters. Sorry, it's getting Star Trek and Star Wars confused. The the Star Wars blasters, we've always said like, oh, it shoots lasers, but more than likely because of the amount of time it takes to for that beam to hit something, and even if you see the Force Awakens when Kylo Ren stops that bl- that that phaser blast mid mid air, spoilers, even though it's like in the first ten minutes, <laughs> uh, you can kind of see it's, and I think that's that was the creators or the writers of Force Awakens taking into account the new theories behind the behind the blasters when it's that it's actually plasma 
It's superheated mm-hmm. plasma, which would make sense of like, you know, saying like, well, how can you shoot lasers and see them? Because by the time you shoot it, it's already at its destination. Yeah, because it's moving so fast. Right. So in this case, it's actually superheated gas in, in the form of a like elongated form. Yeah. Science. Science. Go watch that show. Because science. Yeah, and since we were talking about um, Star Trek, have you seen the new trailer, Discovery? I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's CBS, right? Like they're trying to do it yeah, for their online, uh, their online channel? Yes. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it because it just seems like they're they're just trying to create a buzz based on their casting. But if any of the people that are, that are you know used to be in charge of the previous franchises are still in this, I have faith in the series. But if CBS is taking control, I'm scared it's going to just turn into a PR stunt. I think it's part of the movie universe, too, because it takes place before Kirk uh, and all that. But that's what uh, that Enterprise, the one with uh, Scott Bakula, takes place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is, is that the long the same time or afterwards, before that? Well, this is a different, whole different timeline that they just restarted. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it, it, it could be anything. Because once they restarted the whole series with a different timeline, anything can happen. Anything can change. Okay. So, once they introduce Siler from Heroes into the Star Wars universe with the whole reboot, or not reboot. Well, yeah. Reboot, yeah. reset. What do you want to call it with the I, first movie? I say it's a butterfly effect, basically. Yeah, they did. I mean partial spoilers but they did kind of hint that it, that it's a butterfly effect uh, type of situation yeah uh, well that, it, it would make sense that they would create a, a, the TV franchise based on that one to keep the universe contained instead of two separate worlds yeah well since we're talking about uh, TV shows right now have you been watching any shows on Netflix have I uh, yes I mean since I had some free time uh, last weekend thanks to my back hurting me uh, I actually did binge and finish the new Master of None season two. Aziz, I'm sorry. Yep. Have you seen the first one? Yes, I've seen the first season and I love it. It's so down to earth and it's exactly ha- how he really is in person. So See, and awesome. And seeing seeing that that show, it makes me want to like hang out with him just because like just to BS with him how chill he is. So for people that haven't seen the first season, the first season. It's, I believe, 10 episodes also, and those episodes are mostly centered around one theme each episode. So one is about, you know, having a kid, another one's about having a career, the other one's about parents and stuff like that. And he just kind of takes bites out of life and, you know, takes takes an examination of it the way comedians do, by just giving you a different perspective. And he does such a good job of just organically giving you those different perspectives, you know, for the parents, the parent episode, you see it from the show him and his friend's point of view of how they see their parents of, you know, kind of, I think how we all kind of see our parents as like, oh, they're adults. They've always been adults. I've always known them as dad. But then they also start having, when they focus on the parents, the parents start having flashbacks of when they were kids. So, I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to kind of help you reflect on your own life. But season two seems to be focused more along uh, the relationship aspect of life. 
in the first season, he kind of, the, the relationship part was kind of second nature, um, not second nature, uh, played second fiddle to the rest of the stories. It was kind of just like a, a, a common theme or common line. But season two, it really focused on the relationship part of it. Same thing. He does a great job of, you know, giving you perspective on your life. I, I highly recommend it for if you're looking for something nice to watch or something interesting, give one or two episodes a chance. You will be hooked right from the start. Have you seen se- yep. season two? I have not seen season two yet. I'm trying to save it so I can binge watch it because I know once I watch it, I'm not going to stop. That That's what happened to me. Um, Don't stop. They won't stop. Yeah, but I mean, let me just give you like a rundown of the cast. Uh, so Aziz Ansari, the new uh, female lead or female interest, what do you want to call her? Yeah. The name is Alessandra Mastronardi. And if it sounds weird, it's because it's Italian. And I'm not mispronouncing it. That's really how it's spelled out and how she pronounces it. Uh, she plays the character Francesca. Uh, there's uh, Eric Warren. Francesca. Francesca. Uh, and Danielle Brooks, who you remember from the first season as Shannon. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Noelle Will makes an appearance too, and she was the girl from the first season. See, the the one thing I haven't seen a lot of yet, because I know uh, Aziz has a lot of chef friends. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, seen a lot of them in there yet, so he, I have a feeling he's gonna bring some of them on there. He does, and I I don't know if it's a intention of Netflix kind of pushing him to do it or if it was just Aziz just bringing his love of food into it but he brings he, he loves food so yeah I mean it, it, I don't know if you've seen the show called uh, Mind of a Chef yeah 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 he appeared in the the ramen episode uh, the Canadian episode where they uh, go to Canada and it's with um, uh, David Chang yeah and a couple of other friends with Ansi Ansari. Yeah. Aziz Ansari, I'm sorry. So yeah, his the, his love of food actually does take place does uh take a nice hold in season two. Actually, I mean, I'll just tell you what one of the major things is. For this one, uh his job well, first of all, his character's an actor, character slash comedian. Uh surprise, surprise. For this one, he plays a host of a cupcake con- competition show. Cupcakes. Exactly. That was delicious. <laughs> so, like, his friends kind of tease him about it during the show and stuff like that. So, I mean, it he he is a foodie, and he shows it this time. Yep. It, <laughs> so, wait, 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 you were going to say something else? No, and I'm just going to say that the, the next show I'm going to try to watch is uh, Men in the High Castle, season two. That's on Amazon, correct? That is Amazon. I'm going to be switching it up. See, so your brother's been telling me to watch that for a while now. I I, I heard he's a, a big fan, like you always say. And I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. Well, him and I are similar in that aspect that we like alternate alternate realities or alternate universes. That whole what if question. Oh, so since we were talking about uh, food and all these things with uh, Aziz Ansari, we're actually having, well, you're actually having a uh pretty cool event coming up oc night march yeah i'm actually gonna go to that tonight um i'm gonna check it out it's my first time i think this is like the third or fourth time i've done it uh in orange county they've been doing this in i believe la and san francisco for a while now so you're at ocnm 
virgin. Don't don't tell me that's a thing. That's what they call it. OCNM. It, or is that it's just a you thing now. It? It's a thing now. Freaking Anton, stop doing that. <laughs> we, we, we created here on this show. Yeah, so for our listeners that aren't local or haven't heard of it, the OC Night Market is a kind of a pop-up, let's say car- not carnival, but like events uh, where there's what? different food vendors that show up, uh, beer beer distributors, breweries that show music, up. Music, music, festivities. And merchandise. It's I mean, it's, it's only for around for three days, and they only do it once or twice a year. So it's a really big thing, and it's only open from like, five till midnight yeah so, so basically anything that you can make money on for the locals this is where you go yeah i i, I want to be it looks i've seen the pictures they look great it's really interesting so i want to just at least go once even though that place gets packed whenever there's an event at the oc fairgrounds yeah see the the good thing about the oc night market is you get a diversity of different foods and cultures and, you know, Orange County for being a really big boiling point or boiling hot pot for all these amazing cultures. There's so many amazing foods. So, I mean, you, you get a mixture of like burritos with like Korean uh, barbecue inside and you get uh, um, ridiculous uh, stuff that you fry and make into corn dogs, which is like, you know, butter and just amazing stuff. Yeah, so I'm I'm really interested. I I'm just gonna accept that I'm gonna gain about five pounds tonight, and just yeah. enjoy myself. <laughs> Don't forget to try some of the Vietnamese food too, because uh, there's a lot of fusion Vietnamese food with uh, uh, a lot of other things too. All right, uh, and you asked me this question before, and I don't know if you had any thoughts on it, but I I want to just put it out now. You asked me what what I think California Adventures should open next. Wait, did you mean attraction or did you mean land? Uh, I mean California Disneyland in general because they bought in so much land uh, recently that we don't know what they're going to do next with it. I mean, they could build another resort. They could build another um, uh, parking structure. Uh, they could do so many other things with that land because uh, right across the street, there used to be this hotel uh, that has been shut down and from some of the rumors is that they were going to build a bridge that would connect Disneyland and whatever that they're building on that side of the property and there's actually a lot of other places that they can just you know get rid of to open up a, a brand new park for example mm-hmm. uh, they the thing that they're missing in California is a Disney water park. Yeah. And I mean, considering the weather in California, that'd be perfect for it. How yeah, big is that? How big was that land that they bought? Oh, it's, it's huge. So, I mean, you could build like at least two to three lands, uh, like two to three cars lands on, on that lot. Okay, so it's not just like a hotel building or whatever. It's just the, the property itself is big. Yeah, um, I'm going to go to Google Maps and then take a picture of it. And I'll just color in exactly what, what they bought and where I think, you know, stuff in the future is going to uh, be built. Because there's a cast member parking lot that is uh, the Toy Story lot. You're familiar with that one. Yeah, It's a lot of land. 
Yeah. So maybe they'll condemn, they'll use that land and whatever. No, they would have to they would have to split it up because I mean California Adventure and Disneyland itself already have a lot of traffic. So I think yeah, they would exactly. I, I think if they did build another park or another section, it would be off that site. There has to be a third park because uh, these parks are are slowly getting overcrowded. I mean, even though over here we have four parks, it's still mm-hmm. crowded. But at the same time, that's Disney World. That's I mean, each park has its own. It, it's almost independent because they each have their own events. They have their own attractions that are unique to them only. And it's around the world, that's a destination. Yes, this Disneyland is popular, but Disney World is what people talk about when they say they want to go to Disney. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, I'm going, was it July? Yeah, July 15th, I'm going to D23 Expo. So maybe they'll drop hints at something or I'll see a model that they that they want to show off. Yeah, hopefully, because D- at D23, when I went uh, in the past, they got some really cool stuff that they show you there that you can uh, have a sneak peek at. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that they can't reveal, but they can talk to you about it. But uh, all the concept stuff that they do there is amazing. And every time I go, I feel like, you know, they should add whatever it is to the park because it's so cool. You well, know, I think, but I think D23 is where they first announced Star Wars Land, wasn't it? Yeah, they they announced uh, Star Wars Land there and uh, usually uh D23 they announce like uh Disney movies that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh stuff like that and I I'm I'm thinking that they might have some Frozen 2 stuff going on. Uh not to start any rumors, but uh I mean it's speculated that they're going to do something about it uh soon cuz they need to keep it fresh. Okay, so, I mean, I know we're running long on time, but I just want to bring this up because right now when you said Disney movies, it refreshed my memory. Did you hear about that hacker that's trying to extort the Disney, Disney studios? Is it pirates? Did they? Because uh, the, the news I heard, it was just the the guy got into Disney's like movie collection, essentially, of unreleased movies and said, and all they've released is that it's a Disney unreleased movie. And he's threatening to put it out in Pirate Bay if he doesn't get his ransom. Yeah, that's uh, it, it was pirates. R. Man, Johnny Johnny Tepp yeah. won't hurt from that. Yeah, I don't think so. But I mean, you know, Disney is a a big uh, company. They're not gonna take some little hacker. I mean, he's, he's probably a big hacker out there. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, don't, Disney's don't gonna. Off. Yeah, Disney's gonna not gonna cut it. You know, no, they that, they type no, of th- ransom. They st- yeah, they stood their ground. They're saying that they're working with they're working with the government of FBI to I mean apprehend them. They said we're not going to pay it, and we're coming after you. And th- I I think you picked the worst company to try to extort. Yeah, you, you don't threaten the uh the mouse. No, that mouse will get into places. Right, man, uh, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, I do want to say that you're coming out this Tuesday. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm heading over to California on Tuesday. So hopefully we can go and check out Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout soft opening. Because I know that it's going to be super busy on that weekend that it's going to open. So. You just wave, you just wave your Disney World pass and say, excuse me, um, I belong here. Just let me yeah. through. Excuse hopefully me. Uh, we might see some old friends that we do know there and uh, hopefully they can get us in. Which I don't think they can get us in anyways. It's oh. a hot ride. 
It is. Uh, I mean, we could try, but I mean, I'm really not holding my breath. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to try. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Yep. If you like the show and would like to support us, feel free to go to our website at the 2OC.com and click buy us a beer button. Also, we got some red merch on our store. There you can find some stickers, tees, and more. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the 2OC. The 2OC. The number 2OC. All right. I think we call it a day. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duan. See you guys later. Later. Later.